We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 172. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. <laughs> I was wondering. And I'm Zara. <laughs> and we're back in the studio. I think we're all healed now. Last week we, we all had the body rot. I mean, you guys had different body rot than I did. There but... was just some kind of allergens going around. We were all sick. Man, I finally had to to do a tele, what you know? Oh, the telehealth telehealth thing, and and she said because I, I had this scratchy throat, and I was like, yeah, I'm not sure. And I said, typically with me, it'll go right down to my lungs, and I'll get pneumonia. So I told her that, and she said, well, she said I'm going to give you amoxicillin, but don't take it. And but if you feel it going down your lungs, take it. Well, that night it was like boom, and then my hands like I started started taking it. But I mean, it worked. Whatever it was, it worked. We weren't, I mean, I don't know. I didn't feel horrible. I just. I had a fever. We were just, we just yeah. had, we like had a cold. Yeah. It's, anyway, just one of those weeks of body rot. So anyway. The we whole are, cold weather going to hot weather suddenly. Oh my gosh. Yes. The, the title of this episode is going to be a hot week. We kind of skipped the 80s. I think we only we had. We went a, from mild from, we went from cold to hot. Well, Skip the mild. Yeah. I mean, we were in the 70s for a while. With this, weren't we flirting with 80s? But now it's like that. Yeah, but we had, you know, periods of drizzle 25 hours a day, it seems like, for a week. That's right. So we really didn't get the sun. We got, you know, uh, around 80, but no sunny days. And then, boom, sun and humid. And humid, yeah. I mean, that cold front, I put that in air quotes for our podcast listeners, cold front came through, swept everything out. Uh, What we've got now is this huge ridge that's uh, sitting over the desert southwest and the counter no i'm wrong the clockwise flow around high pressure is uh going up towards montana uh you know nebraska the flow is coming down so even though it's we've got a northwest to west northwest flow it is summer i mean we're in june this is june 14th middle of june uh and that's just bringing in these hot weather hot temperatures but at least we're not in the desert southwest I checked and made a post on the on the site. Death Valley, California, are having highs of around 120 and lows in 95. Yeah. Well, somewhere was having snow the other day. Who was that? Montana. Mm. Oh, way up there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, four, three, three or four days ago, on one of the passes, it was just a whiteout. Oh, I totally missed that one. Yeah. I was looking at the heat because I was hot. <laughs> but yesterday, I played. Uh, I got out about. 6.30, it was 6.30, 6.45, now that, that the sun is setting so much later, and went to Iserman Park and got about 18 holes of disc golf in, so you can tell I'm feeling better. <laughs> and then uh, today it was just hotter, and I tried to go out and like, yeah, five holes, and I thought, I'm sweating, I'm done. So, I, you getting some pool time up over there? Heck yeah, every yep. day. There, You look really... Uh, 
I didn't go today. Was that was the healthy. first day that I didn't. Thank you. I oh, didn't, really? I didn't think you'd notice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> today was the first day we didn't go. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> in a week or so. Well, you've definitely got some color, Sharon. We've, we've gone multiple times. That, yeah, you're, you are darker. I will say you are darker than the last time. I, I don't know about that. But you're not tanned. You're just a little darker. If you want to see my tan line, you can kind of see it where I take my watch off. Well, yeah, a couple of shades. Like a Maybelline hey, yellow. No, no, that's huge for me. <laughs> Yeah, well, for you. <laughs> I'm sure it is for you, too. You, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I I can get, if I'm consistent, I can kind of get, you know, some color and make it make it good. Shara's checking her color. Do I have color? I just burn. And yeah. Burn, well, And I can't stay out but five minutes without making sure I sure have that stuff on, sunscreen on, for sure. There's color difference. Yeah. You're not talking. Talk. No, Shara's checking her her colors. Like, do I remember have we used to put stickers on us when I was a teenager? I don't. I, I didn't I put didn't any stickers put, on you. I didn't either. All right, girls, <laughs> know what I'm talking about. We used to put. We had little Playboy bunny <coughs> stickers. Now, yeah. why would your mom allow that? Yeah, mom didn't know because you didn't put it where people could see it. it I think to, I tried. They had <laughs> some uh, SPF uh, lip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got that, yeah. And one time I tried to write my name on her without her knowing, and I don't know if it came out. Do you remember that? Oh. Uh, no. Huh. Not recalling that. Well, you were like 14. Come on. So now, I, I do know of people that, that... Okay, I did have your name on my hip at one point. Oh, really? Like in high school. Oh, well, that was when we got married, right? Like when we were, I may have been for our wedding when I was tanning. Yeah. The, ah, the place would give awesome. you little, the letter stickers. Uh-huh. And I spelled out Corey. Oh. On my waist or that's on my hip shame. or somewhere. That's you so have sweet. to put it somewhere that's not going to be seen. Right. But somewhere that the sun is hitting so that you can see how, if you're actually tanning. Right. You can see the difference of how much. So, like I said, when I was 16, probably the first time I ever went tanning. It's a horrible thing, and you shouldn't do it. Don't tan. But right, <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah, really. But we would put, they had little Playboy bunny stickers, and you could put those on wherever you wanted to put them, and that was how you monitored oh. how your tan was doing. I, I think we did, uh, you, you would dip your finger in the suntan lotion, you could write. Yes. And then all of a sudden, it would just like, you know, appear. Apparently what he did with me. But no, I did put, uh, I did have his name. I remember that. Was see, our... I come from the generation. Now, this is, we're not pr- promoting this at all because it's so bad. But I'm older than you. I come from the generation you would get baby oil. Cause it's oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And oh, I was it. there, too. We would put really? the, you'd put lemon stuff in your hair and baby you oil. You had to make it bright. Oh, my gosh. You'd put stuff on you to That's make so you tan, which bad. was so, so scary. I put sun in my hair one time and it turned it. He turned blonde. his hair completely blonde one year, <laughs> which was not that long ago. We're talking like 2011. Oh, 10 years ago. Well, there you go. Like he was doing it secretively. He tore the label off the bottle and everything. Oh, so no. that it was just, oh, did it, you really? It just looked like a spray bottle under the sink. <laughs> and he wanted to see how long it took me to notice that his hair was turning completely blonde. And suddenly, it was very blonde. <laughs> What do you do to your hair? <laughs> oh and I mean, gosh. you know, we, what were you, like 30? I'm like, you went through your midlife crisis early? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, at least you didn't get the Ferrari. Or did you? Uh, I know. Yeah, that wouldn't have happened. No, I know. <laughs> be living in it. Anyway, well, weather. Yeah, I mean, it... it weather? It, it's, it's a weather podcast? It, well, you know, I was going to say, it, it is perfect tanning weather if you get out there. Uh, again, we can't promote tanning. Or my dermatologist, he listens to this. He's going to be really mad at me. But uh, hot and dry this week. We've had these on and off 
like like we said, uh, showers and just every other day just something coming in. But now we've got this high pressure uh, out in the southwest, and that's just kind of scorching any rain chances. So the entire week, this week, through at least Friday, uh, we're having temperatures in the low 90s. I did notice the National Weather Service, uh, when you look at the forecast grid, if if the forecasted high is 92 degrees or higher, they use that big hot. sun. Yeah, hot. It says actually hot. Hot on there, yeah. And uh, uh, yesterday, they had a couple of days of hot. This morning, every single day was hot. Yeah. And I think Friday, they're, they're forecasting 95. I'm like, ooh. We'll see. But what's happening is this week, it's going to start getting nastier towards the end of the week because that ridge of high pressure is going to start flattening a little bit and we're going to get some more moisture. So the way you can look at it, if you're looking at a like a week, a seven-day forecast, look at the overnight low temperature. If the if if the if if you have really really dry conditions, your high is going to be really spread from your low. Like an example, you'd have a high of 92 but a low of 65. But when you start getting that moisture coming up, then that high and the low is going to be closer together. So by Friday we're going to have high of like 95 but the low is going to be like 70 71. So that's a lot closer uh, range and hopefully a little cooler by the weekend. Hopefully. Hopefully. I'm all discombobulated over here with my my headset. Uh, my whole basement has turned into a video studio, so we're I, I set up everything. It's a little cramped. It's a little cramped. <laughs> we should take a picture if people even want to know or not. Um, but if we get that thing on Saturday, I mean, I looked at the, the GFS uh, the past few days, and a couple of days ago it was saying, okay, it looks like that high pressure is going to flatten and we're going to get back into kind of a quasi-active pattern because they kept bringing like little waves of showers back through, you know, right through the midsection of the country, through southwest Missouri. I looked this evening and that's all gone. They don't know. That, no, I know, I know. But all the models, all the, all the longer mid-range, I'm calling them the mid-range, like next week, all of those say something is going to move through. We're going to get back to maybe just below average for next week. I mean, the GFS is saying highs in the upper 70s, low 80s, which low 80s is kind of our normal right now for mid-June, maybe low to mid-80s. So that would be very, very nice to do that. Um, well, hopefully that'll stick. I hope so. I mean, this, this, this weather, it's a too, little too hot for me. In the past, uh, not not past few days, but the days before that, we did have a few poppers around. Not 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 directly affected us, but they were around the vicinity or the region. Mm-hmm. You know, especially it seems like Arkansas had a few. Uh, but we are getting two popper season for sure. We definitely are, and that's funny. You just <clears throat> excuse me. Funny you should say that because, well, in eastern Ozarks they had like some poppers coming up. And they would kind of migrate this way. But then the next day, we'd have some poppers in, in Arkansas pop up. Not anything really directly over us, but all around the area. Uh, all we need is moisture. I mean, we're basically in that. Uh, you're right. I mean, we're not quite in the dog days of summer yet. When does that start? I thought it started like August. Then it's probably. I mean, everybody says the do- the dog days. I, I, you know, I looked that up before and I can't remember what it was. Something to do with the constellation. 
Yeah. Serious. Serious. Yeah. That's what it is. Oh, did we ruin your fun facts for a couple of months now? No, I'm just listening, learning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not doing a spoiler. The you're dog seri- days of summer has to do seriously listening to us. The dog days of summer has to do with nothing. A constellation. Nothing to do with dogs. Nothing to do with like sweaty dogs. What they gonna have to do about dogs? I picture like a sweaty dog laying on a porch, hot and tired, needing water. Well, exactly. That's what I picture. Yeah, most people do. And it makes me thirsty for a country time lemonade sitting on the porch. Right, looking at your sweaty dog. <laughs> That's what I picture. I'm like, wait, it has to it's do like, with the constellation. We sure need to give you a bath, dog. <laughs> Who you smell? You need big, some don't, water. Don't tick, son. And the dog's like, just leave me alone. <laughs> I picture like a big hound dog with the floppy jowls and the, t- the oh, ears. Oh, yeah, the slobber. You've seen those uh, pictures. It's so hot, my dog's melting into the concrete. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. But in reality... It doesn't have anything to do with hot, sweaty dogs at all. It's the constellation Sirius, and I'm not sure when Sirius gets... Sirius XM? No. Radio program. I'm sure it's named after that. It, I'm sure it, it is. could be. Yeah. Because when, it bounces off the The constellation Sirius gets right overhead, then that is, I think it's in August, and that's because it's hot. They just call that the dog days of summer. So, see, it's very educational here on Storm Dry Weather. We have gone way off the rails in a very early time. Hey, you know what? But no, that's, that's okay. Because I don't have much. <laughs> <Start I mean. laughs> we talk, talked about that. I, anyway. What? Yes, yes. You have the dog to... days of summer. Oh, I have a very specific date. Oh, what's that? The dog days of summer. They start Wednesday, July 21st. Aww. Oh, Why? That's my birthday. Oh. And they last through Thursday, August 19th. That's almost a month. It's not I really guess something I should be proud of. Like the dog days of summer starts on my birthday. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Maybe on July 21st, in honor of Sarah's birthday, we'll post now. The... I can already see that's going <laughs> there, somewhere. Yeah, we'll do a little doggy. What, what We've got a favorite... dog days of summer what's graphic. Your, what's your favorite breed of dog? I don't want to be referred to as a dog in any manner at all. She loves the Yorkie. I don't care how cute they are. Please don't refer me to a dog. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, to, to help celebrate the dog days of summer and Shara's birthday. That's what it is. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I was looking for a nice, I need one of these drops with, oh, you know, like people. And I don't have one. I've got to, I've got to find one. And our anniversary is just four days later. <gasps> oh, see, I'd like to punch that. We got big show tickets for our anniversary. It's gonna be Uh-oh, fun. Where are you going? We're gonna get us a room. We, we never get us a room. Yeah. It's gonna be exciting. This is gonna be our twenty fourth family show, honey. Yeah, twenty <laughs> fourth anniversary. We're gonna go see a comedian. Oh, really? You've probably never heard of him, but he's hilarious. I love him. Uh, he's coming to Springfield, so we're gonna go see. Coming him. to Springfield. His name's Brian Regan. Nope, never. He's heard. hilarious. Really? He, he's, his com- type of comedy is right up your alley. Yeah, you would like You'd him. Like him. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll join you. It's yeah. No. <laughs> no, you won't. I'll, I'll probably have a show. I'm sure I'll have a probably. show. I love you, Rando, Saturday but night. no. <laughs> you will not join us. You want to um, watch our kids? You know, yeah. um, I think we need to get to the next segment. Tropical. 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 It's tropical. I think it's a good segue to I'd the tropics. I'd rather be in the tropics for my anniversary, but, you know. Well, you know, well, you get back to the cruise ships and doing that eventually. Maybe we'll get us a room at the Oasis. Ooh. You know what that is? Northtown? It's an older place, like but they have hotel a... hotel downtown? No, they have the... 
like Missouri's largest indoor pool in there. It's like oh huge. really? I yeah. didn't know that. It used to be an outdoor pool back when it was first built, like in the '60s, but now it's all enclosed and all tropical like. It's pretty cool. Shara, he's thinking of the Bass Pro Big Aquarium. That's what he's thinking about. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to swim and in that, honey. you feed the trout. <laughs> you get, yes, you can swim. Are you speaking of Tiny Gomo? <laughs> yeah, swim and feed the trout. <laughs> no, anyway, let's get back to the tropics. Makes your hands smell funny, though. Yeah. But, you know, we have uh, the tropics are active, and it's not a, not surprising. They're not but, the Atlantic's not. They, they they came out with a new tropical depression today, right? Yeah, a Number tropical two. depression two. T-W-O. So we've only had an A storm in there, right? Right. I On think the, the B storm was in the Pacific. It was. Yeah, and a C storm too, right? Did we not? Oh, have- uh, yeah, yeah. I'm covered that that which we're going to cover okay. in the Pacific. Okay. Carlos, Carlos. Uh, but we have tropical depression two. Uh, uh, it's right now. It's about 200 miles east of the Cape of Cape Hatteras, North Carolina. So it's just off the east coast. Uh, maximum sustained winds of 35 miles per hour, uh, central minimum pressure of 1,006 millibars. So it's like, you know, it's way up there. So it it's going to move away from land, not going to do anything. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think it's going to be, uh, it's not going to be a storm. It's just going to go There's away. There's another one though, right? We have one. Uh, the second one is down in the, uh, the Bay of Campeche, which is the Southern Caribbean. If you look at that, that little U, you know, I mean, if you look on the map, there's the Yucatan Peninsula. It It's sitting there. That one's going to be interesting because the models are are kind of having a heyday with that one. I mean, right now, in the next, like, day or two, it's like a 10% chance of developing. But the five-day is like a 70% chance. And that thing is going to head north into the, the Atlantic, into the Gulf of Mexico and the latest GFS, now, I mean, we're just kind of, this is candy right now. The latest GFS is saying it's going to move into New Orleans around noon on Friday. Are they getting ready? It it depends. I, I'm not convinced it's going to actually become something big. You know, when you're in Nolens. Nolens, yep, Nolens, exactly. You have to have people who prepare well ahead of people than when people know they're preparing for things like this. You see what I'm saying here? Emergency managers, oh. people that are behind the scenes in emergency oh, they management. they have to prepare to tell the preparers. When they see something like this pop up, I'm sure they're having meetings already that oh, what right. could happen. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I Infrastructure, just... you know, plans and what has to take... Because they learned a lot from Katrina, and they haven't really been hit. They've been hit, you know, not head-on since Katrina, but they've been, it's been in the vicinity. But wasn't Katrina August, though? It was. Yeah, okay. It it was one of those storms that came out from, I don't know if it came out as far as Africa, but it it hit Florida, and then it Uh came up. Mm -hmm. But I'm just using that as an example, because once you get hit by a big storm, and that was 16 years ago, well, no. Yeah, 17 years ago, 2004. 2004, 17, yeah. Anyway, you prepare when -hmm. you get hit by a storm like that because you don't want that to happen again. No. So I'm sure any kind of disturbance, they have their eyes on in New Orleans, right? Oh, I'm convinced they're watching it. uh, I'm just not not convinced it's going to 
develop into a tropical storm, although these tropical systems, like like you're saying, have tons of rain with them. It doesn't have to be. Right. It doesn't have to be a hurricane to cause billions of dollars of damage. We've had mm-hmm. tropical storms down in Houston that just oh, buried yeah. in the rain just in the past five Man. or six years. Now, now, weren't they going to upgrade all of their, their levy systems or something? They've been yeah, talking about it. Yeah, but I don't it. know. Uh, how long of a plan that 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 would be? I mean, that, okay. there's a lot down there, right? Yeah, I mean, they had some like Ponch and Train, definitely Ponch and Train. Yeah, and some of those levees. I mean, but it's the, the, huge. Oh, they've got stuff. It's all like over a the twenty place. year, twenty five year plan. I think you know. Wow. Yeah, because if those levees break, those parishes go underwater. Sure. So yeah, you're you're exactly right. They, I bet they got their eyes their eyes on it. What is the sea level? <laughs> To, for is it, what? Is it actually... New Orleans? Yeah. Is it right at or even below? I don't, I don't know. know. You got a phone. Yeah, at, ask Siri. We're going to... This is a professional podcast. What is the sea level of New Orleans, Louisiana? Below. <laughs> Does she know? I don't, I don't think she's answering you. Uh, New Orleans is uh, the largest city in Louisiana. Okay, that's Thanks. really not that kind of what we. Oh, wait, I'm gonna keep going on. <laughs> okay, <laughs> which is eight feet beneath sea level. It's minus eight. Yes, oh, I knew that. Oh, well, everybody well, knows that. Who, who's her? Everybody knows it's below sea level. Aren't you supposed to be looking that's for? That's why like, they don't bury okay. people in if New Orleans. Well, they don't bury. They right, have to right, put them above right. ground because they're but below sea level. Even if you're at sea level, when you're that close to the sea, any storm surge is going to bury you. Oh bury. my gosh, yes. But if you're below sea level, you're like filling up a pool. Exactly. I don't get if it. If they were to start digging to why bury people, they there? would just hit water. Immediately. It's a fun place to visit, but why would you want to live there? You know, when you know, you're people that close say the, the same ocean? thing about Oklahoma, though. Too like, why would you want to live there? So many yeah. tornadoes. Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> I want to know why that. people <laughs> live in New Orleans <laughs> during hurricane season. Well, but see, I, I talked to my, my wife, Karen, and I was like, well, let's move to California. Well, they got earthquakes there. Right. Okay, well, let's move to Florida. Everywhere well, they got has hurricanes. There. You know, let, let's move to New York. Well, they got blizzards. It's like there's something everywhere. I'd be okay with living in California if I didn't live in a... In a in a big city where all the buildings are, you know, if I lived outside, kind of yes, in a, a cottage in the mountains or something like that, I'd be all right. My friend Joe Lennon from the Lennon Brothers lives out there now, and I keep forgetting where he lives. And he's not in the city, but a couple of years ago when they had those massive like earthquake tremor, tremor after tremor after, after tremor, he felt it. He was like out there, and I can't remember wow. what year that was. It's two or three years ago. If you think about a hurricane, though, I mean, look how much warning you get. True. You know days in right. advance to pack up and leave. You know days that there's one out there, but do you know how often that forecast changes? Well, and, still, and, and right. few, you have enough warning to be prepared to leave. A few tornadoes, miles you have see. seconds, yeah. Yeah. and there's nothing you can do. But see, some some of those would come in, and all of a sudden they would take a turn, which so is great. You know, okay, no, no, I turn, left, and I come back. Not now. if it turns to you. Well, but I'm saying right. I left. If there's a hurricane coming anywhere near my direction, I'm going to go north. Well, but see, that that's what we do. I mean, if we're down there, it's like, okay, hurricane's coming. See Bye. ya. <laughs> we're we're going to go back to Springfield. <laughs> but is it that easy for the people who are in real life for people? Exactly. That's you, the problem. You, have you seen the traffic when, you know, well, because those they have the to open up both to leave. sides. Those there's are no the people northbound, trying to leave southbound. at the last minute. They right. open it all up to northbound, which they would have be to get weird like, to me. That but I do weird. know there was know, a lot of people that couldn't afford to leave. 
Like during Katrina, there was people that did not have the money or a car, the means to leave. That's the problem, you know. But but, like you're saying, they do give ample warning in time. And but some like some of these people, they don't have the resources or they have no place to go. That's what happened with the disaster in Katrina. Well, right. If you don't have the money to go stay in a hotel, you know, 100 miles away or, you know, even the gas money to get out of town and get there and pay for your family to stay for a week and hang out and, you know, in case a hurricane hits. I I get that. I get that. Yeah. I mean, so the best thing that we don't live there then. Well, (laughs) move. Which we do. Well, we that, have, that's another podcast. We have some <laughs> Katrina transplants here. We have. People. I did remember that they did. They came up to. Come, they we did. We have several. Like there's several people that live here that because of Katrina. The ones I read about were a bundle of joy. What? Oh, there's a whole Hulu series about them. You should check it out. Oh, really? Sometime. Oh, it's a. I missed that. Oh, oh Hulu. You, you didn't watch it. It's called The Act. In spring took place in oh, Springfield, Missouri. Okay, well, we're not going to bash okay. people. Oh, okay, well, anyway, so that's the second the second disturbance there that might come up. Again, we don't think it's going to really develop into anything. We'll just have to watch it. Uh, the third thing in the Atlantic, we do have three things. There's a strong wave. Now, this is one that raised my eyebrows, but the forecast is low. It's uh, several hundred miles south of the Cabo Verde Islands. When you hit Cape Verde and Cabo Verde Islands, which is that western little niche on Africa, that's where you really kind of got to watch. It's a little early for it's stuff to happen. way early for that, actually. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're saying right now a five-day chance of developing is like only 20%. So, it, we're not there yet. Uh, so, and, and in Pacific, in the Pacific, we got Tropical Depression Carlos. Carlos is just hanging out there. It's about 1,560 miles west-southwest of the Baja Peninsula. Maximum sustained winds is 35. Minimum central pressure, 1,007, which isn't that much. Um, and it's going to like kind of peter out by, by Friday. So that's not going to... It's not going to make any difference. But, you know, I mean, w- this podcast is once a week. And Corey and I keep checking the Hurricane Center. These things are popping up. You know, we're getting these yellow X's and a couple of orange X's, you know, out there. But there's it's percolating. It's almost July. <laughs> July's going to be here before you know it, really. I know. Isn't that weird? Astronomical summer will be here Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that we've been having these temperatures and we haven't even gotten there yet. Yeah, but, but, but this is going to be funny, though. And this has happened before. Remember next week? The GFS and the Canadian and the the other icon or whatever is all saying we're going to be cooling down, not being so hot next week when we're actually in summer. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't that happen? Every it now always happens. Yeah, yeah. I'm not too worried that we're going to have a cool summer though. I'm not. No, and weren't they forecasting that, or somebody was forecasting that? Oh, well, I heard a little Our bit about it. Chatter, yeah. Usually it happens in August. Oh, I know. Yeah, we've had these these like warm. Early summers and like cool August, I I don't know. I, I kind of give up anymore. The weather's been so crazy. You can't forecast during climate change as well. Oh, yeah. Because if they don't upgrade the models, I mean, they are upgrading some. If they don't upgrade the models, then they're going to go on basic forecasts from before. I don't know that they have the capability of keeping up. I mean, it seems like it's changing so much and so quick. Well, I know they're doing the GFS thing, which is great. Yeah. yeah. But that's one out of what fifty, <laughs> and, and and it's not a cheap upgrade. No, I'm sure. No, they have to go in there and change a few codes, and then it takes what thirty seconds. 
Well, no, it, it takes that longer. Than, I, don't know. Do? I don't know. <laughs> but I know it, it. it's years of research and testing and stuff, so that's good. Okay, well, since it has been so hot, uh, it's time to get to the weather school. This week's weather school is all about the heat and how to protect yourself from the heat. Uh, all I say is stay in the air conditioning. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, here's some facts about heat. Let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Stormed Our Weather School. Ah, it's summertime. The sun is shining and it's really hot outside, but the backyard needs to be mowed. The only time to do it is around 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Is this a good idea? Honey, what are you doing? It's hot outside. Well, I gotta mow the lawn, dear. We all like to go outside and soak up some sun. But sometimes the hot weather conditions can affect our health. We talk a lot about thunderstorms and snow, but heat is something many of us don't consider to be a problem. I hear people say, It's summer. It's hot. Deal with it. But problems can arise when high humidity is combined with hot air temperatures. We've all heard of the heat index, but what is it? Well, the heat index is a measure of how hot it really feels when the air temperature and humidity are combined. This combination can make it hard to breathe, and it hinders the body to be able to cool itself efficiently. When it's hot, our bodies try to regulate our internal temperature by sweating. On low humidity days, this process works well as the sweat evaporates into the air. This evaporation process essentially cools the skin. Think of those times when you've just gotten out of the pool and it feels really cold for a second. That cold you're feeling is the water or sweat evaporating. Once the liquid evaporates, then your perception of the surrounding air returns to a normal state. In high humidity environments, your sweat won't evaporate as fast or at all. It is then that your body will not be able to regulate its internal temperature. You'll then start to overheat and start feeling the effects of it. When we talk about heat advisories and excessive heat warnings, then this means a prolonged period of hot and humid conditions can take a toll on our body. If you do not live in an air-conditioned environment, then you will be susceptible to heat-related illnesses. The very young and the elderly are most at risk. So, what's the difference between a heat advisory and an excessive heat warning? In general, a heat advisory is issued when the maximum heat index temperature is expected to be 100 degrees or higher for at least two days, and the nighttime air temperature will not drop below 75. An excessive heat warning is defined as the heat index of at least 105 degrees for more than three hours per day for two consecutive days, or the heat index is expected to be more than 115 degrees for any period of time. 
Let's talk about what happens when you get overheated. You can come under the effects of heat exhaustion. There are two types of heat exhaustion. One, water depletion, in which the symptoms include excessive thirst, weakness, headache, and loss of consciousness. And second, salt depletion, in which symptoms include nausea, vomiting, muscle cramps, and dizziness. Heat exhaustion isn't as serious as heat stroke, although heat exhaustion can progress into heat stroke. Heat stroke is a medical emergency. Some symptoms include a throbbing headache, dizziness and lightheadedness, unconsciousness, your sweating stops, you've got red, hot, and dry skin, a rapid heartbeat, confusion, or sometimes seizures. The best thing to do for someone experiencing heat exhaustion is to immediately take them to a cool place. An air-conditioned building is the best, or at least a shady place. Give them liquids like water or sports drinks and put towels soaked in cool water on their skin. Make sure their clothes are loose or remove any unnecessary clothing. If the person does not feel better within an hour after using these techniques, then seek medical attention. For heat stroke, the treatment is immediate cooling of the body. Again, this is a medical emergency and the person should be taken to the hospital. There, they can achieve rapid cooling by immersing the person in a bath of cold or ice water, which will quickly lower the body temperature. Some doctors prefer to use an evaporation technique instead of immersion. And another way is to wrap the person in a special cooling blanket. The National Weather Service is really good about calculating the threat risk for heat-related weather conditions. So, if you happen to get under a heat advisory or an excessive heat warning, then pay attention. Hydrate. Don't do strenuous activities outdoors and stay cool. Keep these things in mind if you're going to work or play outside in the middle of summer. And don't forget to use sunscreen. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And that should be everything you would even want to know about heat. Oh my gosh, if you just, if you know what goes on behind the scenes when the weather school's going on. We've been having way, way too much fun. Way too much fun. I can't on breathe this. from laughing so hard. Oh gosh. Okay. We should do one of these like live so they can see us one time. Oh well, we should. We we haven't done a Facebook live podcast in a while, Corey. We haven't done a Facebook have live. We've never in a while. done a Facebook live. Yeah, we podcast. did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Not the podcast, have we? Yeah, yeah we, did. we did. You you weren't there. It was a long time. That ago. was well before your time. Oh uh, well, then it wasn't very entertaining. Probably that's probably right. yeah why we didn't get it a lot of people anyway. Anyway, so so that's all about heat. Stay inside, get hydrated. Everybody should know what to do. So anyway, it's time to get to the next segment, which is in other news. And Corey, you sent me something from our memories in Facebook. From the Stormdar Weather archives on this date in really 2015. Cool. We, we were expecting anywhere between three and a half and five inches of rain over the next couple of days. You know, 2015 was a, a wet month for us. I mean, a year. Yeah, yeah. It was a wet month. Twenty fifteen uh, was a month. It was one of those. Well, June, it was one yeah. of those years that 
it it stayed wet and moist throughout the entire year. The water table was way up there, and by December we had record-breaking floods. We had more flash flood. We had one of those big ten or eleven uh, inch rains, and I remembered it. People was were having really to move really out, flooding. you know, yeah. especially with the Turkey Creek area and that trailer park right there along uh, Taney Como. Yeah, yep. we. Uh, I worked with some guys that had to move out. Lost oh, their really? House. Oh, yeah. I remember taking my wife and my kind of grandson Logan. We just took a tour, and it was, it was incredible. Now, was that the year that the brands had landed? Landing flooded so hard. There's been several years. Well, that's, yeah, know, I mean that was there's where they had to, to like shut down. You know, the one I remember the most was around like 2011 or 12. Was that the big one of the? Well, know. 2015 was even bigger than that. They had there's mm-hmm. somewhere there's a sign. Where's the sign? And oh, I've seen gosh. it where it marks where the 2015 flood was, and it marks where the 20. No, I know what you're talking about, but was. I don't know where the. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen it, and I need to go. Maybe it's in Forsyth at Bull Shoal at that at Power Site Dam. I want to say there's a sign there. I thought there was something down because Taney Como, uh, the the end of Taney Como is a spillway, so it's not a dam. It's going to spill over, so Taney Como can technically only go up so much, or it's going to spill. Right? I mean, it's it's not going to back up, and I mean, unless the dam breaks at Table Rock, then that's. That's why yeah, I understand it's it. Just, it's just a small. It's it's a dam per se. Right. Um there's a way to turn it on and off, but if it gets, you know, super deep, it's going to spill over. Okay. Like in 2015, you could only see the very top tip of the dam like a f- couple of feet, you know, it's like a, a power rapid. site. Yeah. That was so wild because I mean, Bull Shoals is designed to whole water. That's that's the, how it's designed. People don't realize it, and they don't want to realize it, because every time I put pictures of uh, our dam here in Branson, Table Rock Dam, uh-huh. whenever it opens, all the comments are unfortunately, it's just going to flood us down here. It's just going to flood us down here in Forsyth, and, and uh, yeah, it'll you know, rise, but it yeah. prevents things on the other side from flooding. But that yeah, well, it floods, you, know, you know, Shadow Rock Park. Has been underwater. Oh gosh! More the past ten years. More than it's been out of. Then it's been underwater. <laughs> the fifty years before that. Yeah, because I'll. I. I mean, I play disc golf at, at Empire Park, which is right down there, close to the dam, and I don't think I've seen Shadow Rock Park dry for over a year. Well, they've got to the point, <laughs> you know. That used to be the home of the Taney County uh, Fair and Carnival. They had rodeos. Oh, really? It's since had to be totally relocated off of that area. Smart. And that's, you know, where uh, Jellystone Park is uh, between Branson and Forsyth on 76. There's a there's a campground type thing on the right. That's kind of where they do the oh, okay. Taney County Fair now. So it's nice and dry up there. But. For years and years and years, it was in Shadow Rock Park, you know, and it always they, floods. they can't do it anymore. E- even when I was a little, a little guy, you know, my my grandmother lived in Cedar Creek, and we would go and visit uh, her, and come up seventy six and go out to Cedar Creek. And I remember Shadow Rock Park even back then. And I'm much older than you guys. <laughs> you know, when I was little, I remember it being flooded. Of course, that, back then. 
it was a lot different than it is now. I mean, they've raised the power pool of bull shoals. Does that make sense? So, yeah. So the actual level it should be is now raised. So that is allowing more water from Taney Como to come in, which makes sense. Without them taking any action yeah. at Bull Shoals. Right. But what that's going to do is flood Shadow Rock Park. Yep. <laughs> it's just going to keep doing that. Um, so, yeah, it was 20, 20, 20, it's an odd number of years, odd number of years right? Like 2020. 2011, 2013, and 2015, we had like all these. Yeah, but I think 2008 was one too. Oh, well, that was in the previous decade, so that Not was true. even numbers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You get past 2010, then it's odd. Oh, sure. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of disc golf, uh, I'm out. Ticks are out. Pulled a tick off me. Well, not pulled. It was just crawling going, where am I going? So I took and I pulled it off of my foot. And, uh, yeah, I was researching tick repellent. And I'm, I know DEET is excellent tick repellent, but it's very bad for you. It, like, you causes cancer it, or you something. You don't do DEET for kids. Okay. But even for, I mean, do, do you know of a good tick repellent that, do they like mint? I, I saw cedar oil. Actually, actually kills them. So you put like spray like water and cedar oil on your shoes and socks. I mean, honestly, there's there's you know the people that sell the natural oils and stuff. They say there's certain ones that work. And I mean, we just buy regular off bug spray without DEET. Yeah, you can buy the. Does that work on on ticks? yeah, I mean, well, to get them off, you mean? I mean, who knows? I I still want them on. Ticks are ticks, and I know. I just. You know me and bugs though. I just like the freak only out tick, tick repellent that I know of is a pill form that dogs take. You know, <laughs> which has garlic <laughs> yeah, in it. Oh, there's the little. Oh, thing oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, just like you know, all these repellents. Yeah, advantage. Yeah. I did see garlic. They said if you you know if you drink drink if you eat lots of garlic, then it'll come out in your pores and the ticks won't like it. So I can do that. I love garlic. I'm, I'm I I don't I'm calling BS on all that. Really? Yeah. Ticks are. Ticks, they're parasites, they're nuisance. Yeah. Get you a lint roller and keep going. That's what I thought. I've been telling people about the lint roller thing. It, if, if you didn't listen to last week's podcast, it was such a cool idea. If you get seed ticks on you, get a lint roller and just, just lint roll all the seed ticks off of it. That's yep. so cool. Yeah. Fortunately, none of these ticks, I check right when I get back. I mean, none of them are like locked onto my skin. If you see a seed tick on you. Mm-hmm. Then you have 15 seed ticks on you. Oh, right. There's no such one. thing as one seed tick. Oh, no. There's like 80 seed ticks on you. Yep. Well, no, the, the, this was, no, I, I fortunately don't have all those seed ticks on them. But, um, okay, in other news, also, my mother said, which I thought was interesting, she said, like the other day, it's almost time for the baby pra- praying mantises to start showing up. I thought, Aww. yeah. Baby praying mantises. I just didn't know there was such a thing as. A season for baby praying mantises to show up. I thought that was kind of cool. Well, apparently, it's turtle season in Branson. Oh, turtles are coming out now? this year. Oh. Yeah, they're all over the place. I had to dodge like six the other day just going down 248, and they were all headed really? to the same side of the road. Oh, that's interesting. Anyway, which I think. I find weird because that usually happens in May and it's happening in June this year, mid June. So it's a little off. Yeah. What are the birds that are around our house? We have a ton of a certain kind of bird 
I know woodpeckers around this. I was like, they're a nuisance and they're loud. They're just they're kind of a nuisance. Like I love birds, but these are there's a lot of them, and they're building nests everywhere. And we've even found a couple of them dead in the pool. Oh, really? They're not very smart birds, apparently. Well, yeah, they could be the dumb birds. (laughs) (laughs) They're the brightest of birds because they just fly into the pool and drown. (laughs) Oh yeah, Car, you got anything from Enter the News? Uh, you may or may not have heard that, uh, <coughs> they're, they're having quite a drought over to our West out in California Oh no! and the drought has actually, you know, drained, almost drained a, a lake, a, a Folsom Lake and they, uh, the lower water levels have revealed a missing 1965 aircraft that they hadn't been able to find for almost 60 years. Like people were Oh, missing? my gosh. So. That's cool. I mean, wild, but cool. So they matched the numbers on the plane just this week, and for sure it is that that aircraft that went down in 1965. Wow. And due to the drought, they, they, they found it. They're going to they're gonna bring it up and see what's going on. It was huge in the news back in 1965 in that area. It was on New Year's Day that it went down. Uh, they did recover the pilot's body, but they never found uh, three passengers or the aircraft. So, And now that it's been so drought, all the water levels are going down. They found the plane. They found the plane. Wow. But how deep was the water back then where they couldn't find it? And how much water has left that lake Good today? Good point. Good point. So. <laughs> wow. Have n- Wow. And this is where in uh, California. California, Folsom Lake, Folsom Lake, California. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I've got to look that up. That's very interesting. How cool is that? Yeah, I think, uh, I think I uh, the Weather Channel might be doing something on that. I didn't. I see. I Googled it, and I see where they just came out with an article the same today, too. So maybe you can see it on the Weather Channel if you okay. tune into that. Folsom, I, think, I have to think of Folsom Prison Blues. Yeah, maybe John, it's the Johnny same Cash, area. Yeah. Was that in California? <laughs> well, that's know. true. It could yeah. be right on there. Could be. Wow. Could be Johnny Cash's plane. I don't know. Ooh, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> it's not. No, I didn't think so. Okay. <laughs> oh, is, is that all you got? Um, you I think? think I think that's it. Yeah, for now or not much. Whatever. Oh, uh, before we get to the next segment, I gotta I gotta ask you, how's uh, Corey's garden coming along? My oh, garden. Oh shoot, I forgot to water it again today. Well, I watered Uh-oh. it this morning. You know, my tomatoes didn't like the constant drizzle and rain. Oh yeah. So they stopped blossoming, and now they just got pummeled with heat. Well, I'm getting blossoms now, but I really got to keep them watered. So mm-hmm. it's a learning process every day. It really is. So, well, I mean, they're still out there, and they still got some tomatoes so, so, on there. So they're, they're kind of going, but not like you're supposed they're, to. They're the going. sweet potatoes look sad. You have sweet potatoes now? Well, we gained some sweet potatoes when Grayson moved back in. Oh, not peppers. He's Grayson's out of he, the pepper phase. Apparently, He's in the, yes. Sweet potatoes. I think we have peppers, but they're at a different location here in Branson. They're oh. at an undisclosed location. Uh-oh. We have we're supposed Ooh. to have uh, the, the, the hot, hot ones. What are they called? The habanero? No, oh. like ghost peppers. Oh, no. Carolina, Carolina Reapers. Carolina Reapers. 
Oh, you, you have those? to keep away we from kids. To, we need to ask Grayson about those. Hmm. He planted them at a friend's house. Yeah. He probably forgot about them. So, uh, <laughs> oh, that that's the undisclosed location? Yeah. Oh. And those, you don't want to mess with those. You can't even touch them. Well, I think Sharon and I will probably word, be. The word reaper. Kind yeah, of gives you a hint. <laughs> that kind of puts a different spin on everything. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, I think it's time to get to the next segment. Get ready to get educated in Shara's Fun Facts. It is time for Shara's Fun Facts. She's been spending the entire podcast looking for <laughs> <laughs> looking for fun researched and researched for the last 15 minutes 15, i thought she was over there playing games yeah a no. little of both no I'm she's, also playing she's looking for fun facts Corey. i started looking for fun facts at home oh oh, oh these okay. are out of the ordinary fun facts as we oh. didn't know there's, there's not a lot going, going on, on right now yeah that's true so upon the advice of Corey, and i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> but it's like it was a good because okay. it's right. it's summer and last year Branson was shut down and sad and this year it's open and there's tons of people here uh-huh. and we just thought we would do a fun history fun facts of Branson Ooh, okay and I don't know how fun these are but a lot of them were kind of like ho-hum I know all these I was I was hoping to learn something new and oh okay. I guess that's hard to do when you've lived here but I did I found a couple that I didn't know okay good, good. we'll start with how Branson became Branson oh. I should totally just quiz you guys because you should know these I don't know try me he would know oh, yeah, I don't you'll know, know all of them because Corey's a big history buff well I know so I'm not but. <laughs> anything on Branson he's studied I was going to say, try me. I wasn't doubting you at all. In 1882, <laughs> Reuben Branson opened a general store and post office in the area. Branson was formally incorporated in 1912. He's buried next to the cable company, by the way. The little cemetery Southern downtown? Yep. Yeah. Oh, really? That's fascinating. <clears throat> okay. Branson was formally Continue. incorporated in 1912 and construction of the power site dam just spoke of nearby uh, on the white that river was in 1913 which would form lake Tanicomo was completed i saw in... a great video on that one day i made it <laughs> oh boy <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> wah, wah. wait a minute wait, wait where's that <laughs> okay there you go <laughs> all right in 1894 this is where we get to just let Corey fill in the blanks in 1894 <laughs> now, don't... william henry lynch Purchased a uh, hole in the ground, sight unseen from. He was a Canadian. Oh dear Lord! Actually, purchased I just lost a my hole segment. in the ground, sight unseen. He'd never seen it. I think he bought it on Craigslist. He came down here. He brought his two daughters down here and started giving cave tours. Ah, but it wasn't called Marvel Cave. No, it was called Marble Cave. Marble Cave. Marble. Yes, it was With called the Marble. Cave. They thought there was some marble in that their cave, and oh. it turned out to be limestone. So they renamed it. Marvel came oh, with the V, nice, and began charging visitors to tour it. Yes. Hugo and Mary Hershend uh-huh. leased the cave for ninety-nine years in nineteen fifty-eight. We're still on that lease today, and really? began hosting square dances in it. Yeah, they actually lived in the cave, and uh, Jack and Sherry got married in the cave. 
Really? The Hershen yes. family modernized oh the God. cave with electricity and concrete staircases. Took them 10 years for and that. And in 1960, the Hershens opened Silver Dollar City. They also built the cable train out of the cave. <laughs> a recreation of a frontier town that featured five shops, a church, and a log cabin. You know, going back to the Lynch sisters oh, who dear. owned the cave first. <laughs> this is the history of the Lynch sisters. <laughs> they owned the, the cave first. They owned the cave first, uh, you know, yeah. and they leased it to the Hershens on a 99-year lease, which they're still on today. Still got Silver Dollar City does not own Marvel Cave, although that's what started Silver Dollar City. Okay, yeah. They didn't have any family, the Lynch sisters, so they willed the cave to two different places. It's co-owned now by the First Presbyterian Church in Branson and College of the Ozarks. Silver Dollar City does not oh, own their own cave. Really? Continue. Wow. And we're going to lose him again here in a minute. Too. Okay. Harold Bell Wright <laughs> published his novel the about Shepherd the, of the Hills Ozarks, in 1907. Shepherd of the Hills in 1907. And the novel became an international bestseller, making Wright the first millionaire author ever. I didn't know that. He sold almost as many copies of the Bible as the Bible did that year. Yeah, I did not know he was the first millionaire author. <laughs> Ever and yeah. established Branson in Southwest Missouri as a tourist destination. Wow! And the where old did he mill. write the book? Where did he? Where was this little tent set up? Do you know? It doesn't say. Well, I'm asking you. I don't care Ozark, what it, says. it was in the Ozark Mountains. Really? Uh -oh. I don't know. Inspiration like, Point. There's a big tower. Oh, I didn't there. know. Oh. Like, I'm like, well, yeah, out there on uh -oh. Shepherd of the Hills, where it's all at. But yeah, well, yeah. Okay. Inspiration. The point. Old Mill Theater began its first outdoor production based on the novel in 1960, and the show, known as the Shepherd of the Hills Outdoor Drama, continues in its 61st season this year. Nice. All right, now I got I my my facts are all out of order. Oh. Anything to add, Corey? Oh, we could let him go forever. <laughs> ah, what was oh, the very oh. first ride at Silver Dollar City? Thunderation. <laughs> no, that's not, right. it. that's not it. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> that says is going to be wrong. What was it? It was the cable train out of the cave. Okay, that's not a that's not a it ride. It is a ride. <laughs> that's not a ride. That's a motive train. That's, that's a, a way to get out of the oh, cave. Oh, it's a ride. And it was the very first ride, and it's still in operation today. <laughs> and after that, it's going to be fire that's in the hole. Just a transportation. That's like saying that the tram car is taking you in. It's the first ride. It's going to be fire in the hole. Fire in the hole. You're talking about a ride. That's not what this was is. Was it the log flume? Unless you're talking about a carriage ride. Mm. No. Okay. I, think, I think it's a log flume. This says the very first ride at Silver Dollar City was the Frisco Silver Dollar Line. It went in about Is that the a same train? Time. The steam train yeah. ride oh. opened in 1962 and remains largely the same today as it did then. Oh. Yeah. They keep purchasing new locomotives, though. They're not new. But... The only thing I know is Thunderation because that's what Karen loved to ride. Really? Oh, she loved roller coaster. I am not a roller coaster person. Jillian got to ride that when she's finally tall enough this year to ride the ro <gasps> some of the Ooh, roller coasters. Oh, yeah. She loved it. That was her first so real roller coaster. So she's going to be a roller coaster, coaster gal. Oh. She was laughing the whole time. I don't like While mom coaster. was like, oh, ow, oh, ow. Yeah, I don't remember like, this hey, hurting so bad. No, no. <laughs> okay. Oh, this one kind of jumps back to Silver Dollar City. Oh, We're okay. going to call this one Coining a Name. Oh, that's clever. I'm clever sometimes. Yes, you are. One of the Silver Dollar City facts many people are curious about is how the park got its name. Wow. How did the park get its name, Corey? Corey? 
<laughs> there was a man. Oh, good grief. By the name of John uh, Don Richardson, I believe. And he worked in marketing and uh, sales at Civil R City back then. And he thought, well, it would be a great idea to give your change back in silver dollars. And people would ask, oh, where'd you get that silver dollar? Well, I got it at Civil R City. You know, uh, and, 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 and the name stuck. And that's how Civil R City got his name. They gave their change back in silver dollars. Now, marketing runs in that family because his son now is the marketer for Dixie Stampede. So... Or Dolly's Stampede. Wow. It all... Don Richardson. Wow. That's really cool. It all began with a promotional idea. Uh Uh-huh. When the park first opened in 1960, it gave out silver dollars for change. As a result, word of mouth exposure was rampant. Visitors who returned home would remark on their visit to Silver Dollar City. And the name stuck. So they probably charged like $4 to get in, so people would pay $5. I doubt if it was that much. I doubt it was that much. Back 19... then, you parked where the square is today, you know, and yeah, it was just, just uh, walk right the, there. the blacksmith well, shop, yeah. the, 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 the church and the school, and then maybe a couple of restaurants, and, and Marvel Cave. It was actually called Marvel Cave Park before Civil War City, so, you know, it was all built for the cave, and uh, it just it said grew, it's not grew, every grew. day a theme park is born from a hole in the ground. Exactly. The Silver Dollar well, City here's was. My, here's my big question: Does it have a disc golf course? No. Oh, uh, we were, they didn't have that back then. Oh, that's it true. It would be fun admitted. if the cave had one, though, wouldn't it? Oh, that uh, wow! It'd be nice and cool down there. Oh. Warm, warm in the summer, cool. In the you can hang the baskets on the stalag. Wow! Tights. This is Marvel the, Cave okay, right. was first explored by Osage Indians. In yeah, the what would happen was they were actually deer hunting, and they. They, they come upon this hole in the ground, right? And this hole was making weird sounds. Oh, this is the one where they thought it was like It was hell. a kind of steam was coming out. And then they saw these apparitions flying out. And oh, well, of my course, gosh. I, Those were bats. I may know a cave guy down there. So I kind of have insider information. But uh, those yeah apparitions turned out to be bats. And well, they, what they did was they found trees around the perimeter of that hole. And they would put a, a notch they, they carved a notch in the trees to warn the other people. I guess that was the symbol to avoid the area back in the 1500s. Fascinating. But you know okay. now there's a town at the top called Notch. Notch, yes. 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 And there you go. Oh, my gosh. On the way to Branson West, you pra- pass Notch? It's right outside the gates, basically. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. How cool. That's the home of the Uncle Ike post office, by the way, from the Shepherd of the Hills. We'll talk about that later. There's another fact I did not know, and I'm sure you did, but I didn't. (laughs) I didn't. In 1912, the entire downtown Branson district was ravished. Ravished. That was a fire, I believe. By a huge fire Ah. that left very few buildings standing. I had to think. Fire, flood. Flood was in the 20s. Fire was in the 20s. Among the few survivors, however, was Patricia's Victorian house. And when is it still there? Which stands yes. as a monument to the late 1800s to this day. Yeah, but it was kind of across the street from downtown, and it still is. So it was the only thing that what survived. was on fire wasn't really connected, so they had a, a barrier, so that's why it survived. Oh, If you okay. visit Branson, you can visit a 100-year-old diner, now known as... McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's not No, it. Corey knows this. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. A 100-year-old... 100 100-year-old 100 <gasps> diner. The food oh, is amazing ooh. in this part of the Ozarks with over 400 options to choose from. There's even a 100-year-old diner you can eat at. 
established in 1910 and has maintained that old school I thought it was quiet asmir oh, atmosphere Corey. for these years. I thought it was in the 20s. We're talking to Branson Cafe. There we go. Okay. And it did get destroyed in the fire in the fire. Fresh baked pies, savory cinnamon rolls. And, and, and I just talked about it just fried chicken. 2 days ago Ooh, that yeah. we hadn't been there in a while. The mm-hmm. chicken's great. I haven't had fried chicken in forever. Oh, the chicken there's great. Okay. It's right across the street from the farmhouse, which I haven't been there in 15 oh, years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Continue. Yes. I'm looking. All right. Get some modern stuff here. Branson has over 9 million visitors every year. Well. But only about 10,000 residents. Yeah. Um, the Beverly Hillbillies filmed five episodes in at Branson, Silver Dollar City. At Silver Dollar City. Okay, that that I knew. I don't know how, but that one I knew. Most people do. It was a big deal. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you've ever seen Bra- the Beverly Hillbillies, they they say they're at Silver Dollar City, and their original they had billboards car, put up in the area for it and everything. Their original car is still at the museum at CFO, isn't it? Correct. Well, yes. what was it? What's his name? Uh, it's Andy Griffith. Didn't he do something here too? No, no, no. Who am I thinking of? Oh, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. Okay. Buddy Ebsen? No. Oh. No. Continue. I, I got to think of this guy's I, name. I really want to know what you're thinking about. I'm like, I'm curious too. You're not thinking Paul Henning, are you? No, 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 no. His He's name the, starts with a D. Dillard? No, I did not. Dillard. Rodney Dillard. Rod, yes, Rodney Dillard. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Which was the... Because they were here. I mean, they're still here, I think. They were the darlings. They were the, the darlings, darlings. Yeah, 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 yeah. on Andy, Andy Griffith. Griffith. Right, yes. right. See, yes, yes, see, yes. Andy Griffith. Okay, I got okay, that. Wait, give I need that. to give myself this. They I'll didn't film anything here, Hello? though, did they? Okay, all right. But they had a show. I mean, but, I mean they Rodney didn't film any. They, they didn't they, film they the Andy Griffith yeah. here. They, The darlings were just from, which they were they Dillers. They from here. They came here. But I think your fun facts are about Branson, right? So Yeah, so see, I fit in. They did have, they were tied to Branson at one point. I did not realize and and this is just me being stupid because I'm not a history buff. I did not know. I know there's the huge Paul and Ruth Henning. I didn't know Paul okay. who Paul Henning was. I didn't know that he was he's the, the guy that I'm wrote. Sorry. So anyway, moving on. No, he's the producer of Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> he purchased the whole huge... area for the conservation area out between Branson Civil Arts and uh, Shepherd of the Hills. He bought it and donated it to the conservation Missouri's so that nobody would develop on it. So now it's all ah, trails and all cool stuff. Yeah. Which is one of those things that people that live here in Branson will say every once in a while. They'll say, once you've lived in Branson so long, you forget how many incredible things we have around us. And sometimes you have to stop and yeah. look up. Because when you live here, you're focused on where you're going. Point A to point B, You know, going to the store, going to work. It's, this is just where you live. And sometimes you have to... Look up and look around and realize how many amazing things we have. There's some beautiful mountains, lakes. That's trails, why I like it when my friends so many cool come things. to Branson. They've never been here. It's like, let me show you some stuff. And then I'm even just like, wow, I don't remember that. I mean, yeah, it's when we were geocaching here. is when we found some really cool. Is that like a cryptocurrency? And, no, the geocache. Oh, yeah. there okay. Branson is also was featured on the Travel Channel's most Christmassy places in America, Ugh. which starts like what August. <laughs> well, for me it November does. For, for rangers like me, it starts right. in August. Like no, um, I get Christmas is, for five months a year. Branson is located within a day's drive of one third of America's population. Yep. 
which is why we get so many people because it's an easy drive for vacation and there's pretty much something for everyone. Yeah. Between shows, lakes, amusement parks and outdoor activities. Did you know? Golfing, fishing, May you name I do it, one? it's here. May Ooh. I do one. May Cor- I do Corey wants to do one. This is kind of Branson. We were talking about Fire in the Hole, which was actually built in 1972. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an identical ride to Fire in the Hole built at Silver Dollar City, Tennessee, called Blazing Fury. I didn't know there was a Silver Dollar City, Tennessee. Oh, uh-huh. did you not? Yeah, yeah. You may know now know it as its more modern name, Dollywood. Right. As I'm saying, I knew there was a Dollywood. I didn't know it was called Silver Dollar City. Tennessee. And we won't even go to Myrtle Beach. Oh wait. <laughs> oh, is that, is that, is that it? it? I'm sorry. Was I, was, I was waiting for more. <laughs> I thought there Sherry was, was waiting for the fireworks. I was waiting well, for the it. length of fire in the hole is 1,300 foot and has a 20 foot drop with a speed of 27 miles per hour. Which means Ooh. I'm not going to drive. That on was it. a drive. blazing fury in 1972. Right. Not drive right. I'm not going to ride that. And it's though. one of the rides that doesn't. Shut down during a thunderstorm. Really? Hmm. Okay. I guess I didn't realize that. Huh. Because it's inside. Mm-hmm. Branson has more theater seats than the New York Broadway district. That I knew. Yeah. There are over 50 theaters in Branson. There used to be. Well, there used to be. Yeah. Sight and Sound has more than 50 live animals on stage. Uh huh. And it's smelly. Oh, did I, I wasn't supposed to say that. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. I don't they think they bad. used to have animatronics, too. They um, did? I didn't know yeah, that. Absolutely. And oh. Noah, they, a lot of those were oh, real and animatronics. Right. That's right. Okay. Branson is placed number three on the top 10 destinations list. Awesome. Uh, I was, heard there was some weather site there that's really good, too. I, I heard people are flocking to it. Yeah. It's number. It was number one on the motor coach destination for four years straight. Stormdog yep. weather is number one in my heart. Oh, Let's see. Over sixty-five percent of Branson visitors come from outside a three hundred mile radius. I believe that most of them from Iowa. <laughs> I think most of them are from Iowa. <laughs> Write in. Let us know where you're from. Well, what, what's fun is <laughs> when I've you had dri- several from Iowa this that I've interacted with this week, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun because for us locals, it's fun to look at all the license plates, especially now because they're from everywhere. But it's hard to know which ones are actually tourists and who's just transplanted here because there's not oh, a lot yeah. of people that are true locals. The yeah, majority that's true. of the people in Branson are transplants. I am. I had very, Oklahoma plates on my car for probably I'm four very years close, when we moved here. Very close really? to. Oh, wow. Three locals, and that's really all I know that are actual, uh, personally, that are actually three locals, and those are my three kids. They were born here. Oh, there you go. Okay. And moving on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there are more than... Brad Case is a local. That's true. That's true. I know many. Once you work at the hospital, there's a lot oh, of them. Oh, yeah. There's some of them at the hospital I worked with that were born at that hospital. Oh, my gosh. The Skaggs. Wow. Like, the first year it was Skaggs. There are more than 1,200 campsites on Table Rock Lake. Table Rock Lake has more than 750 miles of shoreline, which is more than the California coast, is what this says. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I I'm buying that. Yeah. I knew, I, I, I knew it has a lot of coastline. I knew that. The dam is 6,423 feet long and 252 feet high with 10 gates. 
the surface yeah. area on Table Lake. Table Lake? It says Table Lake. Table Rock Lake <laughs> is an average of 47,650 acres. But do you know why it's called Table Rock Lake? I don't. Because there's lots of like rocks that look like tables. There is a rock that looks like a table. Yeah. There's one and rock. And it was right around where the dam was. Mm-hmm. It's underwater now. But when, when, when there was just the White River, there was there's pictures of it. You can Google it. There was a rock that looked like a big table. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Now you know. Then the showboat just kind of floats on by. Wait. It, what, showboat it, wasn't invented until the not, 90s. No. Never mind. Uh, Who first brought the showboat to Branson? The Hersians. Whose idea was it to bring the showboat to Branson? Uh, Who was the know. first owner? Who whose idea Obviously was it? Obviously not the Hershans. And wanted to be the first owner <laughs> before the Hershans came on and, and and took care of business. It's not Sinatra. It's Kenny Rogers. Kenny. Oh, oh. the gambler. The, yeah, that's what the, he gambled. He wanted, that's what he wanted to call By it. Golly. And the Hershans didn't want that to Can't happen. Can't have the gambler in a family that's town. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. They've tried to pass like gambling things, and yes. they just won't pass. Um, Table Rock Dam was constructed between 1954 and 1958. There are four total dams on the White River. Um, but can you name them all? I can. Can you? Mm-hmm. Beaver, Table Rock, Parasite, both shows. Yeah. I was like, I, that's that all. Crazy. And that's all because, and it's weird because the White River is forever long. It keeps going all the yeah. way to the Mississippi. I just have to remember Beaver is first. Yeah. It starts with a B, so it's going to be first. So it's Bull Shoals. <laughs> well, B E as opposed to B. Oh, okay. Yeah, B, I was like, B, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way I can remember it. But see, I know Bull and Shoals is all never works for you. Yeah, you, yeah. you need to check them out, check all of them out because they're all beautiful in their own way. They really are. And we still have a working. Very over there. Yeah, we do. Very. We need to do a story on that for Stormdar. See, there you go. You need some more stuff. Um, you must obtain a, li- a license to fish yeah. in our lakes, just so you know. Mm-hmm. I have one. Um, there I are did. over 35,000 restaurant seats in Branson. Used to be. Yeah. I mean, it's all kind of changed now, but yes, a lot. Um, Branson has approximately 16,500 hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. Has Actually, 185 lodging facilities. Was this site written when the internet first I, came out? I was going to say I, that doesn't seem right to me. <laughs> I'm just going off what I'm reading. That doesn't seem right. In the peak, yeah, sure. Yeah. Originally, Branson was a territory for the Osage Indians. Mm-hmm. The uh, name Ozarks is derived from early French explorers. Mm-hmm. Originally called it. A U X. I don't speak French. I don't know French, how you say A U X A R. CS. CS, yeah. yeah. Those arcs, yeah. There's a realtor here that's called yeah, there, that. There used to be. Is, he still, is, he still is it still I, pronounced Ozarks, though? That it, A-U-X? I, be, I don't know. Yeah, Ox-Arts. well, that's kind it's of not, French. It's not Oxarts. If it's French, it's Ozarks. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's all I got. That's a lot I of mean, Branson. I mean, I could go on that forever. There's fun. so many yeah. Branson fun facts. But, but still, I mean. I it, hit the high points. It's, I didn't it's, even tell you when the landing was built. Any of that. Oh, well, Corey could do that. But that's another podcast. It was being built when we moved here. Oh, look. Yeah. Corey's looking at his phone. No, I'm just You're seeing how late it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> Getting to be bedtime. Ooh, we've been going. Okay, well, those were fun, fun facts. Thank you, Shara, for that. So I think it's now time to get to the last segment. It's the weather word of the week. 
It's time for the Storm Dry Weather Weather Word of the Week. I thought we had had this weather word before, and it's not in any of the hundreds of... <laughs> well, we've definitely talked about it on a podcast We have definitely before. talked about it, and it's not its not going to throw Shara, so that's good. So, Shara, what is this week's Storm Dry Weather Weather Word of the Week? Well, I have to say this first. Okay, what? Garen, our 13-year-old, uh-huh. I guess he'll be 14 next month, yeah. he's been wanting to come to the podcast. He yes. wants to be me one day on the oh, podcast. Okay. And he's like, no, I don't want to go because I messed up last time. I'm like, you can't mess up. How did you mess up? Well, and he's like, well, they gave me some hard word I couldn't say. And blah, blah. I'm like, this would have been perfect for him. Well, if he when he comes in, I'll give him an easy I'm word. i give him a better word. He's nervous. Okay. okay so. um, heat burst. <laughs> we have talked about this a lot in the past, what a heat burst is. So what is the definition of a heat burst? A heat burst is a rare atmospheric phenomenon characterized by a sudden localized increase in air temperature near the Earth's surface. Heat bursts typically occur during nighttime and are associated with decaying thunderstorms. Recorded temperatures during heat bursts have reached well above 104 Fahrenheit, sometimes rising by 18 degrees in just a few minutes. Yes. At night? Yeah, it usually happens at night. And it's the strangest thing. I mean, when you get a dying thunderstorm, you have all this energy up there. And for some reason, there's an inversion process that goes on. You know, because sometimes you'll get a cold dump, like for a, uh, when, it, when it loses its steam, then the cold air will come down and make an outflow boundary type of thing. Well, there's an inversion of that called a heat burst, and there's been notable ones um, recently. Around here? Uh, the, like where it's 104 degrees at night? They've well, happened in Oklahoma. There was one that it went up from the temperature changed from like 78 degrees to 94 degrees, and it happened like at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, and it happens real That's fast. crazy. And mm-hmm. it doesn't last long. But it's just the oddest thing. Yeah, and sometimes there there can be like really high winds. It's just it's the tra- it's momentum transfer basically of of a, a big bubble of heat in the atmosphere. This bam, it just like drops down to the to the earth and it dissipates eventually. But yeah, you could get a rapid rapid rise, like Corey was saying, like twenty degrees in like a minute, which is wild. And uh, I thought that was funny. We had uh, a question. On our Southwest Missouri group that uh, they thought they had uh, read where Springfield might have had one. And I said, I can't find it. I mean, I'll keep searching. And I haven't heard anything about a heat burst. But uh, they're they're uncommon, obviously. Um, and uh, they can happen pretty much any time. Speaking of decaying thunderstorms, Ooh. sometimes when those thunderstorms decay, they, they set off an outflow boundary or whatever. Yeah. Know. Did you remember that high wind warning we can had the other night that just came out of nowhere? I was really kind of taken aback on that. I've seen that before though, many times. Really? Just three counties. Christian, yeah. Stone, and Taney. And the velocity you could see it on the velocities on the radar, yeah. which is a pretty cool signature, but it was just kind of, you know, the storms were over, so everybody was going to go to bed, you know. Yeah. But up in Highlandville, they actually had a bunch of trees knocked over after the storms. It was They're, they're considered non-thunderstorm wind damage. Yeah. But I, they're still, and in my book, they're, they wouldn't have happened if the thunderstorms hadn't moved through. Oh, yeah, because that was the big night of all that crappy yeah. weather. I almost lost the drone that night. 
Uh, that's, true. <laughs> that's a funny story. Oh, uh, really? It wasn't really funny. Yeah, I was laughing. Well, tell, tell us about losing the. <laughs> well, I had the drone up, and the gust front came through, Which, and it was windy. I couldn't put control it, it, and then just went flying. So the way the drone works is, like, you put it on the ground, you tell it to go up, it shoom, goes flying up, yeah, and then he can kind of tell it where to go from there. But when it's time to land, it'll come right back to its same spot. It has a homing feature on it and you don't have to drive it back it which is just, bizarre yeah. i mean no he can go i've seen it it's miles weird. out and it'll come back on its own and land right where it went off yeah. well yeah so you know, the other <laughs> night he sent it up and not very far in the air and poof, it took off and he didn't have any shoes on oh no so he was running barefoot through parking lots and down the road <laughs> and gravel chasing that thing you need to post the video that it got because it's recording the whole time. Oh my gosh! So he oh, needs to post the video of when it I was do. coming down because we almost lost a very expensive piece of equipment. <laughs> oh no! As I brought it down, which I couldn't see, I came inches away from a huge power line. I mean, oh. like it's the video shows power lines with like right next to it, and you're like, oh my gosh, how did it miss oh those? Oh my god. And then a light pole. I mean, it was it was good bad. Times, good times. Good times. We can laugh now, but you know, as he was screaming through the parking lot trying to catch it. it so my there. question is, what was your goal? I mean, you knew a, a gust front was coming through. What what was your goal? He was just being stupid. I knew a gust front was coming through. <laughs> I like to get you know cool looking clouds. Thought his drone was stronger than it is. True. I love the cool looking clouds. Yeah. And I I put it up. For storms all the time, I just hadn't got it caught, caught in a gust front yet. But, yeah. <laughs> well, you just did. <laughs> well, what's funny is I'm used to him putting it up right outside our back door, and then he'll come in sometimes and sit on the couch, and you know he doesn't stay with it. And I knew he'd went out, and then the kids were telling me to bring like the stuff on the porch was blowing, so we needed yeah. to try to bring stuff in. So I'm out there, and I'm like, "Where is your dad?" And my little one is like, Daddy left. I'm like, what do you mean he left? He's like, Daddy, Daddy left. left. And I'm like, where did he go? And like, I'm like looking around. I'm like, I don't know where he is. Corey gone. Corey gone. <laughs> and so, yeah, when he comes walking back with his drone, huffing and puffing and complaining about cuts on his feet from rocks and everything else. The things he does for this site. Well, you know, storm dark weather is, yeah, we do a lot. For, for storm dark weather, we have a podcast. We've got. I'm starting to upload some much longer time lapses and put some original music on it, and we, I'm getting really good response on that. So I'm going to start doing that a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Um, I don't have a lot, but with that new Osmo camera that I bought from Corey, thank you very much. I can take all day time lapses. I don't have to. So nice of him to sell it to you. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's tr- it's perfectly it was, working. It was just funny. It. We just said, Thank it you was very discounted. Much. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. It was discount. definitely discounted. I mean, it it was used, so you know, like a used car. Anyway, but I had to have money to buy a new one. <laughs> yeah, he needed extra money to get a really big upgrade on that one, <laughs> and it was fine. So, see, now I can set it in the morning. I don't even have to worry about it because the iPad could only go like ninety minutes, and I'd have to start and stop, and then have to right. piece all of them together. So it was like pretty nasty. And you haven't even touched. You know, there's so much more you can do once you get it all figured out with those time lapses. I mean, oh, yeah. Speed it up and slow it down on that. Just by the recording of it, you know. So oh, my gosh. You def- definitely. Hyperlapse, and you can do moving time lapses and all kinds well, of Well, I'm having a lot of fun with the actual time lapse now. And I got, 
it's something you were trying with the drone, I got a really cool that outflow boundary yeah. coming through, and I'm putting music to it. That's why I haven't. Yeah, it's it's new music I'm creating as I'm looking at it. So we'll we'll be getting that up at some point. So there you go. Well, I think it's oh my gosh, it's this is a long podcast. It's time so to stop. It is time to stop. It's time for bed and time for time to eat. So anyway, Corey, you got anything else? Nope. And Shara, you got anything else? I'm done. Well, then uh, I think it's time to wrap this thing up then. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like and follow our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. 